All right. Um, so Cal, Murph, glad to unite you all again. Um, did anyone see their homework, the new Mario movie starring Chris Pratt? Uh, no, no. I went and saw a different Mario movie. It would, it had oh Ryan gosh. Reynolds as a Pikachu. I mean, did you say Ju- that makes Justice sense. Smith was there? Did you say 2023? I thought you said 1993. Was... Uh-huh. I make that mistake all the time. It's a it's a common mistake. Yeah, thirty years, man. Blink of an eye. That's not very old, now, is it? <laughs> uh, instead of instead of seeing Mario the plumber, I I just saw John the plumber who came out and helped fix my water main, which is what I was doing right. How before was that? This. Let was me that tell you, Mario makes it look easy. I wish I could go down in the pipe and and hop underneath platforms to knock over Koopas and crabs. And then go up on the platform if and only, kick them. If only. Yeah. I like your uh, uh, method podcasting, that you did it just for this. <laughs> did you grow a mustache too, Murphy? Yeah, and also for the for Detective Pikachu, I, I, I electrocuted a rat. We do not condone animal <laughs> abuse. You're going to have to leave the podcast. I'm sorry. It's unfortunate. Well, welcome to Anyways. Cut Scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Bro. I'm Murph. I'm Calvin. Hello. Okay. All right. Well, uh, All right, the that's first one the on the chopping introductions. Yeah. We said our names. Um, that's a good the, start to any show. Yeah. I did. Look, I can edit this. We'll figure it out. I'll make this sound better. Uh, squeaky clean in HD re-release. Um, the extended cut or some shit. Um, the first movie of the uh episode is super mario brothers super mario brothers is a 1993 live action film starring bob hoskins dennis hopper john leguizamo um and uh it was by rocky morton and annabelle jankel they were the directing duo um who were responsible for the max headroom you know uh cultural you know thing i think it's mostly just a tv show right yeah. A- anyways, um, and then it was also written by Parker Bennett, Terry Runty, and Ed Solomon. It's always a good, it's always a good uh, sign there. But uh, it basically stars Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario uh, on their quest to go to a different universe where dinosaurs were the ones who evolved, and uh, they must rescue Princess Daisy from the uh, from the oppressive totalitarian regime of uh, King Koopa. So, uh, y'all, what did you think of this movie? What uh, I thought in I, 1993. I, I like this movie. You like this movie? Okay. I like this movie. Uh, but it also kind of occupies the same sort of, like, headspace for me as, like, I, you know, the Rankin-Bass specials. Where it's like, no, I wouldn't really tell people it's good, but it has a charm to it, a uniqueness to it. That's kind of, uh, I don't know, undeniable to me. Uh like, I first watched this movie when I was, like, 14, and I decided my personality is I was going to be a guy that watched bad movies, because I had discovered MST3K and thought that was a novelty. Uh, and so I found it on YouTube split up into 30 different parts. <laughs> the best uh, way to watch, yeah. And I, I watched it, and I was like, oh, man, if this is what all bad movies are, I'm going to have a fun time with this. This movie's fun and interesting. <laughs> Uh, do you, do you get Theodore Rex vibes from this movie? I think this is better than Theodore Rex. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, like just because dinosaurs uh, in the nineties. Yeah, and walk the dinosaur and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Cal, what'd you think of this? In 1993, I was but a young boy, uh, searching for a, a meaning in life, uh, trying to go to the theater and uh, facing my existential dread every day of uh, daycare, followed by a. Uh, you know, whatever may come. Uh, yeah, I went to the Mario Brothers. It, it was nothing like whatever I thought it would be. So I was so disillusioned by my original experience of it. That it's hard for me to break through that exactly. Um, yeah, I think... Five years old, Ro you don't and I know. I have the advantage. We have the advantage of coming into this with the reputation already established. Like, it's nothing like the games. I can't conceive seeing this for the first time and all you know is for four mario games you know (laughs) yeah yeah exactly all i knew is mario you know one uh three mario kart and world at that point there was no mario 64 out or anything so um at that early point in like my brain's development i didn't understand why they would do something different Uh, i'd say a five-year-old like coming into this for the first time in theater and the new one i see why the new one's so widely successful and the other part of my brain is that since I developed around that time and I was so into video games, I wanted more. I mean, I wanted more video game adaptations of all the Nintendo properties. So, uh, for me, it kind of put them away in a vault. Uh, just uh, the lack of success or like maybe the stature of the movie almost supersedes like whatever qualities I, I see in it. Um, so perhaps by like ruining the market for Nintendo or at least like salting the earth on more adaptations i i suppose for me it, it left a, a taste in my mouth until until recently now we're getting video game adaptations and i i kind of see a little more charm in it mm-hmm. yeah because uh this movie would well well i guess we'll get to it i stand in a unique position of being closer to murph's age but i did see the movie when i was a kid mm. and um and as a kid, I, I already had, like, a very specific vibe of Mario. I just didn't care that it didn't match up. I thought oh, I always thought that any Mario was good Mario. That is, <laughs> it's like pizza. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I saw it. So I would wear out the VHS to this bad boy. Um, I think... I think it goes into something that we can talk about in a larger thing later on in the in the discussion. But I think a big part of it is in contrast to the new Mario, where it's like, and I don't know if y'all read, we're going to plug the Stevens review on the Twin Geeks here. I think everything Stevens said is accurate, but it it's also one of those things where it's like, yes, this movie has so much um, unique to it and interesting to it so creatively speaking this has a lot more going on than the pure product that just represents mario and branding that the new one does but that being said like this ain't great that's that's the only way to say it (laughs) i think this is saved by the production design and the performances of john linguizamo and bob hoskins as mario and luigi i think they absolutely sell their parts. They're not playing the characters from the games. No. <laughs> but they sell their parts, whatever they are. I'm pretty sure Bob Hoskins did not know this was a video game movie when he signed off. Absolutely not. There's which that, is terrifying. There's that uh, interview excerpt where he told his son that he was going to play Mario. And his, he, he put his son put Mario, like the NES version in, and pointed at the screen and said, that's who you, you're going to be. 
And Hoskins' first thought was, I used to play King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, oh what's the difference, uh, really, uh, between Shakespeare and whatever this is? Um, How do you feel about Mario being, like, in his middle-aged, balding... <laughs> He's young again I, in the new I movie. I don't think that's un. Uh, yeah, well, the, that's the weird thing is, it's like, canonically speaking, Nintendo has always said Mario's age, at least in the new era, has been 25 years old. Yeah. I'm not going to lie here. I think the Bob Hoskins pick is honest. I think it's very <laughs> honest to what Mario would be in a live action sense. And that's, I think, the real big thing here is, is you got to look at it as like, how do you make a live action Mario movie? Like, what what frame of reference would you even be in? So this is this is some like this is a team trying to interpret all of it. They went for like a weird Blade Runner, you know, thing. Well, uh, um, and, I think they even have like one of the you know, set decorators from Blade Runner. So I think there's a lot of carryover actually. Absolutely, and it's like, d- does it does it work as a movie? Yeah, a little bit, but like I don't. I don't know if you could make a better live action Mario movie. At least in 1993, I don't think that's possible. Now, and the whole like uh the whole idea of Mario being like a sort of Wizard of Oz thing, like he's just a plumber from Brooklyn that <laughs> wound up in this wacky world. That was already a framing device in a lot of American adaptations like the Super yeah. Mario Brothers Super like Show. Like a Super Show. Yeah, which came out 4 yeah. years before. And- and the, and the new Mario movie even borrows that. Like, that's, like, isekai, that is the anime term for this type of plot, um, is, like, yeah, no, it's super common to what Mario is. But I'm not saying even that. I'm saying in terms of production design. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make a Goomba? Or how do you make a Koopa? That's what I think and about a like, lot. This is how they did is it. There was no representation of Mario in 3D at this point. There was only that limited palette that like the NES allowed, which kind of like evolved Mario's design into like, okay, we need some ways to differentiate like his aesthetic from like a palette of sprites. So let's add a mustache. It doesn't mean he's an old man. It's just the only thing we could do to separate his mouth from his face in some way, yeah. in some meaningful, uh, you know, readable way as a pixel. So we only had pixelated Mario. So I, I don't know like what I thought when I went and saw Bob Hoskins as Mario, because I didn't even have, you know, uh, Mario 64 or Sunshine by that point, you know, it was just, this was the first Mario that was, uh, and had was another a dimension. there a lot of elements to the franchise that weren't as like ubiquitous. Yeah, to what it is true. now like you said only like four games out at that point not counting like any number of spin-offs right because but... the spin-offs were inaccessible like i couldn't get to like mario 2 in the u.s lost levels wasn't really a practicality for me until you know all stars came out a couple years later i believe uh around that time maybe but uh yeah uh, my options were limited <laughs> i i don't know how much to emphasize like even games that were out back then you couldn't quite access them if they weren't in blockbuster mm-hmm. and even like like daisy she's from like the game boy game which is <laughs> like you know not everyone would have played yeah. i think that's the weirdest decision to me in terms of like the whole production is that there's no peach whatsoever you got daisy and i think the only reason they did daisy is that so younger John Linguizamo Luigi can have like the love story, but not not middle aged balding Mario. He doesn't. He has a love interest, but she's not from any of the properties. 
That's whoa, true. whoa, yeah. whoa, Murph. But they do emphasize that Mario has the sexual charisma. That's the best scene in the movie where he seduces Big Bertha. <laughs> that is, it's iconic. And also that drip when they're in the nightclub <laughs> is wild. Okay. Wild. The first time you see them in their plumber outfits, they are in each other's colors. <laughs> it takes until like almost 20 minutes left in the movie that they're actually in their uniforms. It's a long time, by the way. Story. I'm also looking at it from Ezra's perspective, having a new perspective as someone who is about the age I was, and it takes way too long to get to the Mario of it all uh, for her, uh, just for her sitting there trying to, like, soak it in. I think will be a major difference between the two movies today is that she's not in that world at all. Uh, she's not believing in that world. She's just like, what's Brooklyn? I don't care. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've Absolutely. got a, a, a Dino York, I think they call it, or Dino Hatton, because it's mm -hmm. not Manhattan, <laughs> uh, where the first things they teach us when Mario and Luigi show up to this world where the dinosaurs never went extinct, the first thing they show us is in the background, there's a theater showing, I was a teenage mammal, triple X, and then a guy who is like, pr pred like predatorily like rubbing an egg in a, in a baby carriage. <laughs> the world building is funny and strange i i guess i kind of like it when i think of the idea of this movie maybe more than watching how it. all their like their ui is all guns that's such yeah. a weird like that's something out of like robocop like the camera the yeah. camera is gun shaped the mount how you interface with the computer is with like an nes zapper like that's just so i don't know yeah. there's something visually interesting and it all makes a sort of weird visual sense it's just not Mario, which I think is the ultimate issue. Like, if this didn't have Mario's name slapped on it, would you mind it as much? It would be forgiven, I bet, for a lot more than it does if it didn't have Mario on it at all. Uh, because the aesthetic's kind of interesting and unique. There's not really another movie that looks like it does once you get into, you know, the Koopas and, and the Blade Runner-like city. And uh, kind of even the Koopa designs are very unique. Uh I don't know. I don't think I'd mind it if it if it weren't Mario. If I weren't looking for that the whole time, and I was that age, I think I could have found something else. Mm -hmm. And this was the for only movie all... from the Max Headroom duo, right? Like oh, is it, it kind of <laughs> pretty sure. Like that kind of annoys me that it like killed off what could have been a very visually interesting film career. Yeah. It's interesting well, to think I of it in that Max Headroom like aesthetic too. I I could almost see the the parallels. Have you ever looked at what the, yeah. the what the movie almost was? What's that? A fascinating like portal into different alternate timelines. There there is a there is a website that pretty much collects all the information on this movie. I would highly recommend it. There's analytical essays. There's a cut of the movie with a lot of the uh, scenes that were deleted, uh, restored, which uh, includes a lot of the Brooklyn stuff. I don't think it's necessarily like important. But like it, it's just a really good resource for this movie. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I just want like the, one of the th the first screenplay came from Barry Morrow, who wrote Rain Man, and evidently he did it. It was he titled it Drain Man, and it was supposed to be like a psychedelic road trip, like like oh straight God. up like a serious drama picture just with mario and luigi oh, i want that movie but they wanted it closer to a family film so they took him out and went with like the wizard of oz angle oh, yeah 
Um, one of the things I like about this movie is um, the fungus. Trust so the fungus. in this movie, there's there there is a fungus that's sort of like the mushroom, um, obviously analog from the from the games, and it sort of pervades the city, and it sort of indicates a decay, but it's also like a decay rising up because it's like oh you know righteousness is fighting back, so the fungus helps the Mario Brothers throughout the film and i enjoy it i i think trust the fungus is the cool part and like luigi's characterization of like a conspiracy theorist but like optimistic i like luigi's characterization in this i think i think i think the duo works yeah does that make sense i really like this luigi also yeah like like i said john linguizamo bob hoskins they both hate this movie bob (laughs) hoskins says it's like he was drunk every minute of being on set um, but also, but... Linguizamo was also like, uh, you know, they were making strides back then in diversity casting, and I, I should be in this new movie, or an Italian should, and I, I mean, I respect it, I guess, that, that he would believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. There is something, he he's making choices, very particular, like, choices as King Koopa, how he, like, holds his arms like a t-rex as a t-rex yeah yes oh that's so good and uh and he gives the most max headroom vibes because he almost looks a little plastic and fake in like a good way Uh uh-huh um i just i i just totally enjoy it um how do you feel about iggy and spike (laughs) uh i like them i think i think they i think they especially work once they have become smart mm-hmm. when they be, have become smart obviously the dialogue is bad just because it's like smart babble but like i don't know it works for me i don't know the duo works because the the comedy starts to kick in and they don't they aren't overused by the end by the end they sort of disappear no the, this movie has a lot of characters and a lot of like subplots going on like lena who I guess is supposed to be Birdo, according to one of the script writers, Lena's Birdo, and how she wants to be King Koopa's queen <laughs> and stuff like that. And then you've got also Big Bertha and Toad, who gets turned into a Goomba. And Toad is like this like folks, you know, music yeah. hero, you know, singing along. It it feels so weird. He is definitely one of the worst parts because like okay. I think the one of the weakest aspects of this movie is exposition. Yes. Um, the movie starts in a really bad way because it shows like ugly computer graphics that don't. I think the intention is to resemble a video game, but they don't resemble Mario Brothers. That's for sure. Yeah. And it explains this whole concept of an alternate dimension in a really poor way. And then Toad says the same exact thing to communicate it to Mario. And I think I'm I'm sure the dinosaur segment at the start was like producers being like we got to make sure the audience knows it but like this is pretty damn i don't know i think concept. it's pretty obvious oh uh, yeah yeah i mean i don't know I, I think i think it's pretty clear especially by the point where yoshi a mini dinosaur comes walking around it's like yeah all right we're not we're not in brooklyn anymore yoshi gets shanked he gets like stabbed <laughs> in the jugular yeah, he he's fine but he gets shanked and like what super mario world would have just come out so I think about it a lot that this came at the same time as like that kind of arc of Ninja Turtle movies. Uh, I think it has a lot of aesthetic yeah. principles in common with those first two. Uh, maybe the third wasn't even out, but at least two of those three were out and kind of uh, maybe influential about how to 
adapt a video game as Ninja Turtles. It just adapted itself into like that kind of movie. I like those more. Sure. But... No, I can definitely see that. Um, especially like the dark and grittiness to it. Obviously, like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got huge inspirations from its comic source for the grittiness. But I think the grittiness here and like the science fiction aspects are able to cover for the fantasy because it was it's probably a lot harder to actually make a fantasy kind of thing here you know what i mean especially in 93 especially with you know the things whereas like oh like a city set that's easy you know what i mean or relatively yeah speaking, i don't think is. the early 90s especially like i'm trying to rack my brains here i'm sure if i looked at a list i'd be able to pick out some but it wasn't really into the whole like high fantasy angle we were that was like the advent of grunge you know we wanted we want our yeah. movies, even our kids' movies, to be be like dark and gritty. And I was a teenage mammal, triple X. Well, we think you know? of grunge yeah. as being almost like a thing that took up the whole '90s, but it was really just those first three years, and it was kind of out. It was kind of poptimism by '95. You know, if you look at like mm -hmm. the '90s charts for music, it's all just you know pop stars, and and it's not like grunge was really a dominant force for more than three years of the 90s uh so yeah this is right in that zone of you know grunge is in industrial things are in and high concepts aren't quite uh seen through i think like what you're saying um by the 2000s and and later on we we have higher concepts higher fantasy and it's a little different touch there. And, and this also, like, the live action angle, and this is, like, a lesson video game movies don't typically learn, or at least some of them have learned by this point. Nintendo definitely has in some circumstances. But it's, like, technically speaking, Mario belongs in animation. I think that's just obvious in multiple ways. Yeah. Um, but especially in 93, animation wasn't seen as wholly legitimate in like even a blockbuster sense i'm sure they weren't looking for an academy award <laughs> here but they wanted they wanted a hit you know what i mean and in that sense they probably saw a live action movie as something more hype driven more exciting more legitimate than a cartoon and at that point how to expand the audience be besides the younger generation at that point that was only playing games like uh, your older generations weren't even gaming exactly not the way they are now where the media yeah, is like, like 30 years old do you think there was even a thought of like oh we need to make this mario movie to drive like non-gamers to to the stores oh, absolutely. to get their nes i think like, that's I, why they I were different feel that here I do feel like that's why adaptations were so different so early on was they were really trying to go for a different market share. And like you're saying, maybe the grunge and Ninja Turtles thing, it was like, maybe if we have like an overlap in the conversation about these, we kind of drive some of that into the Mario brand. But, but yeah, nothing's reflected back into the video games either. Uh, besides, you know, yeah, the I mean, I guess that was of like in introducing that. That, that was my ultimate. Game, does this here. movie predate Luigi and Daisy being an item in the games? I was this was driving me no. crazy trying to figure out. I already, I already said it. No, no, it doesn't predate First them. Time together. Luigi and Daisy are set up as a golf game. Uh, it came out after? the same year as the movie. Well, I mean, I guess it was synergized. I don't know, dog. <laughs> Synergy between golf and super mario Bros. <laughs> yeah they, they they knew to pair them together it's like we got we got to pair these two together i mean, i just think it's i think it's obvious it's like you've got two princesses by 1993 you've got two mario brothers and mario's pretty much got peach i mean i think it just makes sense uh, it, in a practical I don't sense know, what about pauline <laughs> um 
Pauline, you get Pauline vibes in this movie from Mario's girlfriend. I don't think she's named Pauline. No, she's but not. Get, she's like Deandra. You, yeah, she. But you still get the vibes. Uh huh. So there's like a Mario prequel movie where where they go to the Brooklyn Zoo and he saves her from a gorilla. I would watch that movie, dog. I would I would fucking love that movie. Um I was going to say earlier that I guess this goes back to the thing what Cal was saying in terms of like trying to appeal to broader markets but not tying back into the games. The issue with this as an adaptation to me is and I don't necessarily think of it as an issue. I like the movie. I think it's creative and interesting. Annie Mario's good pizza, mm-hmm. but it does not convey any appeal of the game any mm-hmm. appeal there's none whereas like at least when you look at the illumination movie yeah there's a fucking dance party and licensed music and it is probably the same as despicable me who gives a shit it at least tells any audience member oh i kind of want to play the mario game i see you you it see a link that mario is a two. platformer hmm. whereas this yes. is like mario's a noir about dystopian <laughs> like it's blade runner you know it's a it's a more fun choice maybe but uh, i was uh so upset uh that i was going to review the new mario early and then i i was already picking Ezra up from school ready to go to the theater i check in on my time and it was in portland like the actual screening was down in portland mm-hmm. and i obviously couldn't make it you know a few hour drive but then they're also like no guests allowed so it would have just been me on on a long drive, could have barely made the movie, and I wasn't going to drive there and back. Just uh, you know, it's about Ezra. This is a a yeah. family movie. Uh, did you show this to Ezra? Does Ezra like this, or do you think she would like it? I I tried to watch it with her. She watched like half of it and was kind of in and out, and then on her iPad while I watched the rest. Yeah. So that's fair. It takes too long to get to the Mario ness. That's what she said. I I was surprised she said it that directly, but she's just like, <laughs> it's not Mario, and I was like, that's fine. You know, that's uh, like me at that point. She's played four Mario games, and I guess hers, you know, original Mario Mario three, and uh, what what else has she played? Odyssey. Um, mm and uh galaxy or the oh and 64 so she has more mario experience than i did um and yeah you know ezra having a big mario mind uh, already uh more than i did at that point it's kind of like uh you know she wants the stuff she wants the games yeah i think it's so uh I'm, I'm just gonna plug this because i read this um if anyone's curious about where they would have gone following the uh the sequel hook that the movie ends on uh in 2013, a couple of comics writers teamed up with the uh, author of the screenplay, and they produced a four-issue comic book about this theoretical sequel and put it up free online. And it's, it's, it's out it follows there? the plot. Okay. Well, the plot quotation marks of Mario 2 with Wart, the evil scientist, creating uh, dinosaur-plant hybrids. Which this is isn't like an, plant. it's not nintendo no nintendo seal of approval on this right no no this okay. is this is basically taking the the realm of a fan comic it's free online okay. that's understandable there is there is interestingly a deleted scene from the mario movie um with iggy there's a lot of deleted scenes with iggy <laughs> and, and lemmy but but that being said it's it's like right after they defeat koopa or iggy and spike sorry my bad um and they go like, oh, everything went according to plan. 
mm-hmm. as if as if they like orchestrated the whole thing. Yeah, it's a bizarre deleted. There's scene. also a I'm two like, minute what? Koopa rap from them. Okay. Oh my about gosh. The rap and about the music choice. I don't think the new Mario uh, is even on this level because it doesn't have Walk the Dinosaur. That I know. Does it have it? I don't think okay. so. It no. probably doesn't have Walk the Dinosaur, which is a song that uh, just begged me not to put on the wedding playlist, and I, I agreed. I, I uh, acquiesced <laughs> until the day of the wedding. When I woke up that morning, I went in the playlist and put Walk the Dinosaur as like the third song in the, the playlist. So it's, uh, that happened. Damn um, um, You know what my favorite part is of the movie? <clears throat> I don't know why. It just makes me feel good in my heart it's when mario and luigi are in the elevator and a bunch of koopas come in and like he starts playing music and start or they start dancing luigi starts making them sway back and forth and they all just start dancing it's just really I, nice because yeah. they look so fucking puppy <laughs> every it everybody just, loves it dancing makes me mario that's why John Ling was exactly. on Luigi. It just strikes me that, like, a, a Illumination, or, there's so much idiocy. Like, in the song choices they make, it's... I picture, like, executives going into a nervous sweat if they go ten minutes without a licensed song that's, like, mega popular and just cliched in movies. They they almost have to do it. Um, holding yeah. up for a hero I, has to be in there. Fuck. May, maybe this is my, my raw optimism for, for the... Uh... I don't know how I was going to continue that sentence. Let me start again. (laughs) Um, I just think that this movie is going to have a longer tale and legacy on it than the new one. Just just, because it is that visually distinct. In what way? In the way that we're looking back, it's been 30 years or whatever, and uh, we're looking back at this movie, and this movie's kind of bringing 1993's movie around again. In 30 years, Mm -hmm. when they make the 40th Mario movie... Nobody's gonna look back at this new one. I, I don't think they'll. Care. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: is like I totally agree in an artistic sense, in a critical sense, yes. Um, but Iron Man 2008 kind of sucks, and people still look back at that because that's the first MCU movie. You know what I mean? So there's like an outside thing here beyond us and beyond what we're judging as a movie. I think there is definitely going to be a longer legacy. I mean, this movie or like the new Mario movie made like fucking. A bunch of money. Yes. Like, way more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, a lot. Like, more than any animated film has ever opened worldwide. <laughs> uh, endless yeah. money. It's gonna have a legacy, in my head, at least. Yeah. yeah, I guess. It's not, it's just not a good legacy. It's not a legacy of, like, oh, this was really artistically interesting and bold and inventive for like the time. Like you say, MCU. This was that, and it failed. It's an MCU yes. legacy on what's going to build the brand. Uh, and it's going to bring Nintendo back to the movies, which I think is a very important thing to do anyway well do we want to nintendo already came back to the movies with there was a 25 year lull of them not doing any live action movies and then oddly a curious little 3ds game with a talking pikachu <laughs> made them point and say adapt that <laughs> did nintendo choose or is this a pokemon company i don't know how those decisions work uh, like high yeah, up. Pokemon I, company game in, in my opinion i I have a pet theory here, and that is is that Nintendo tests everything they do with Pokemon first, especially things in regards to marketing and business strategy. So a lot of the early Pokemon stuff, especially like Pokemon Sleep as an app and all this stuff, it is because Pokemon as an IP is so strong that they could just throw it around willy-nilly and nobody gives it's a It's so shit. closely tied and so, to like Nintendo's original brand as like a playing card company too. Um, yeah. 
Yes, exactly. So it, it's just it's just smart of them to go Pokemon first. And and then after that, they can learn their lessons or look at it. And I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned from Detective Pikachu. So, but we can get into that. So the actual reason why it's Detective Pikachu is uh, Legendary Pictures like approached the Pokemon company being like, hey, we're getting pretty good at like creature effects. What with our Godzilla movies? Let's let's give Pokemon a shot. And the Pokemon company, like, thought on it, and we're like, you can adapt Detective Pikachu because we're already we're already making movies about Ash Ketchum, the anime star, and we already have, like, uh, specials, OVAs, about the game protagonists. So you can adapt this because yeah. it's, it's not important to us. <laughs> good. I'm glad they did that. I think it's, like, Mario 1993. It's good to have a little difference from the games, possibly. Um, like you're saying, I don't I don't know what the Detective Pikachu game is. I'm in a total blind spot, uh, which I I'm very aware of the Pokemon games, and I have no idea what the is it like the movie. Uh, so the movie the game's plot it's the same. It still has like the character Tim Goodman and his missing father Harry <laughs> really? and the talking Pikachu, but it doesn't really follow the plot. Like in the movie, that whole stuff with the purple gas R. That's what the game's about. It's like, who's manufacturing this and why? Mewtwo only shows up at the very end, but they don't have, like, the the denouement mm. of here's Bill Nye in his cyborg chair, and he wants to be a Mewtwo so he can turn people into Pokemon. Like, that's not there. It's just about who's producing this this gas that makes Pokemon go crazy. Is it an adventure? Like, is it, like, point and click? I, I have no it's idea a, like, what it's game It's kind type. of an adventure game. I only really watched gameplay to kind of get an assessment okay. of, like, okay, what did they have to work with? Um, I guess you could say it's a little close to a Phoenix Wright-type uh, adventure. Uh, but it's... Yeah, it's it's a little point and click, only you're not point and clicking. You're running around and... Cl and tapping a on shiny objects uh but you're still kind of like solving mysteries and you have to gather evidence it's actually kind of similar to that sonic the hedgehog uh visual novel that just came out <laughs> very similar to that <laughs> that's funny yeah in um, how you collect evidence and grill witnesses okay cool um i like when uh nintendo and pokemon experiment uh, i like pokemon pinball um i was a original hey you pikachu owner at some point Oh really? Um, yeah, but before Seaman, uh, before the innovative uh, game-changing Seaman, you could already talk to your N64, and I had the microphone, everything. Um, I would say, "Hey Pikachu," and uh, like Siri, he would talk back. It was the future. So, how do you feel about Detective Pikachu? Because I imagine Calvin, you're not one that really you sort of fell off with Pokemon, right? I don't even know, like. It, did I fall off, or was I... Or did you grow up? Or did I quit, like, playing games for a while after Gamergate, and I kind of, like, put that, like, part of my life behind me in a way that I wasn't, you know, so close to games, that I was, you know, I was just playing the NHL games, and the, you know... Um, what, what, I guess I what I'm asking is, out. do you recognize a lot of these Pokemon that are on screen? In this movie, yes. I, I find them very recognizable. I feel like they very much went with the marketing angle of which ones are represented they're they're mostly originals right um from the i mean all original to the games like, uh, aren't they no... mostly like what the original 150 in this movie or no no, no that's okay. what's surprising about the movie is that it takes ones from all pretty much all the gins at the time the movie came out like 
that's what shocked me. Like, there's a Pangoro from Gen 5. Uh, okay, I don't know who that is. The chase sequence with Greninjas from Gen 6. Like, I know who that is. Yeah. Well, but, but, e- but even then, like, Greninja is, like, a famous Pokemon from that gen. They're not, like, reinventing a world Look, here. if you had... And a lot of the... And, and a lot of the base Pokemon that are essential to the plot, we're talking Pikachu, Mr. Mime, Mewtwo, uh, you know, all like though there's like a core there, Psyduck. These are these are core 150, mm. yeah. So like so like there's an there's an, a fleshing out of the world, and I think the best thing about this film is it does feel like mm. Pokemon is a world and as a brand. Yeah. I think that is super cool and it pays off really well. This movie and the Super Mario Brothers movie, I get like deviant art edgy vibes where it's like trying to trying to literalize something in a very like ugly way. Um, I don't know where you're going. I with think this, but I'm I on think the most train. of the creature designs here work. They're just ugly. Most of them are ugly. Hmm. Okay, you don't like how they're actually translated to CGI live action. Definitely depends on the Pokemon. Um, some Pokemon look pretty good i think pikachu looks very good pretty yeah. good yeah like just in, in that sense and i think uh you too but looks that good. being said um, I, the the there is there is a there is I, just a there's just a look i know what you're talking plastered about plastered on a lot of them my favorite pokemon is apom and they did him dirty in this movie <laughs> yes yeah well you could yeah that's a good example um there's they just i don't even know exactly it's either too realistic i think it's something but it's also mixed with some other i things think it's too. kind of like the um i'm trying to think of a point of reference here it's like it's like the powerpuff girls thing right where if you actually or like when people draw like live action anime you never really think about how their bodies are proportioned like their eyes are 20 yeah. are 50 percent the size of their head like when you see Gengar on screen on this, I'm like, oh, that's not Gengar. And then I like look at the actual yeah. design. And I'm like, no, 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 that is Gengar. I've ne- just never thought about like the design translating like this. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then like, or Ditto, for instance. I think Ditto worked really well. Okay, here. but the Ditto reveal um, is and, so and- good. <laughs> The Ditto reveal is really cool, especially like the eyes. So what they do there is they they use the creepiness of the Ditto design into the plot of the movie. You know what I mean? Like it makes the disguise all the more scarier. You know what I mean? So in that sense, I think Ditto super works. Yeah, and that's something that know? plays with the um, – it, it's a good kind of reference to me for these kind of like brand movies because um, it's like, you know, every Pokemon fan – knows what it looks like when a ditto turns into a pokemon they just have those two little dot eyes and it's freaking scary so when when that uh hmm. the human helper for Dil, uh, bill uh bill Nye takes off their sunglasses and they have those two little dot eyes like it all connects for you and that's just funny and cool to me likewise for me like the um, pokemon in the modern games don't look right i i it's like the mario thing it's like limitations created really interesting designs in a in a curious way in those original 150 or those first three generations mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't um, bother me that much though because it it is kind of like the um legendary godzilla movies it looks it looks okay it looked good on a big screen i, I didn't care mm-hmm yeah um i i think i like this movie less than i did the first time i watched it oh wow okay um especially especially things like 
I don't know, like, yes, it communicates well to a Pokemon fan, but it has, like, a really uneven hand for communicating other things. Like, it really depends on the specific moment, like, conveying, you know, this is a world of Pokemon, and what's special about Rhyme City? Like, those things work, but then it's like, Mewtwo for me doesn't work at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I... Especially in the opening, <clears throat> and just like, oh my god. I think it's a matter of... um. Yeah, I, I like the character arc they set up, and it's kind of smart to have the main character be someone that doesn't really interact with Pokemon, because then they can be an outsider without having them, like, fall in a portal and wind up in Pokemon World, you know? That said, yeah. like, the moment Bill, Na uh, Bill Nye comes on screen and says, like, I was born with a degenerative bone disease, you just, like, point at the screen and go, that's the villain, he did it. Um, you know, setting aside that, Setting aside that, I am with the movie's plotting and where it's going up until the point Bill Nye says, I discovered Mewtwo has the power to swap Pokemon souls with humans, but only when the Pokemon are in a frenzied state. I like that. That seems like a Pokemon lore, like in a way that it's abstract and strange. I don't know. I don't I... know. <laughs> If Mewtwo had I to don't do care that. enough. That that's the other thing is I saw because this second viewing was my post Pokemon Crisis. I don't like the normal designs. I don't like Pokemon anymore. So, so this was like a bad. You don't like Excelsior, Pokemon? dear like, listeners, yeah. listen to the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon episode for Bros Pokemon <laughs> Crisis. <laughs> okay. Excelsior. Yeah. So I was I was just sitting there a long time. You know. You know. To tie back into what I just said about like setting it up or explaining, there was a moment in like the Mister Mime moment. I love the Mister yeah. Mime scene generally I love how speaking. That ends. But Very funny. But Pikachu hits an invisible wall. I don't know about three or four minutes into the scene already, and then he, and then you know, the main character goes, "Oh, that's right. Mister Mime can make walls." And it's like, you didn't need to tell me that. I already knew that. That's like an exposition to explain Mr. Mime. I Number one, it's a Pokemon named Mr. Mime. And he's already been doing mime things. Yeah. Like, I think the audience got that. And you're wasting, you're wasting little bits like that on, like, poor dialogue. Meanwhile, you've got a convoluted mystery that doesn't really pay off for me. I don't know, man. You know what's um... funny about this movie is this is Ezra's favorite Pokemon thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can um, buy it's that. Her, a kid. I would have loved this as a kid. It's her um, like original you experience. Have to read. I mean, she's played Arceus with me, and she likes Arceus, but uh, Arceus and this are pretty much her primary Pokemon experiences until she could read. Yeah. She'll she'll get into the games once she could read the RPGs. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think in a basic sense, it goes back to does it convey the appeal? And I think in a world sense. It does uh, convey the appeal. Of like Pokemon. the imagination of a kid and, yeah, having, like, a partner Pokemon that's kind of tied to you, in a way, is a parallel to what happens in the animes. And uh, for Ezra, uh, she, I don't know, she learned to love, like, some of the Pokemon. She understands why, like, Psyduck is one of my original favorites. And mm -hmm. um, How do you guys feel about Ryan Reynolds? Fine. As, you know better than better than chris pratt i guess um yeah number one yes better than chris pratt in terms of like delivery I, and performance i buy ryan that reynolds ryan has reynolds a very has played a pokemon game whereas chris pratt i'm still not 100 percent. he knows what mario is no I, i'm gonna be honest i i don't think that matters for acting i really don't i don't think um 
Bob Hoskins definitely didn't fucking play a Mario game ever. Well, yeah, like... but he wasn't in a Mario movie, as we established. Well, it's like the new Last of no, Us. No, but you know what saying... I'm saying is I don't think that's necessary for the source material. The yeah, other thing I was going to well... say is, like, I think Chris Pratt and Ryan Reynolds both have very solid comedic timing. Um, Ryan Reynolds delivers way better. He's really good at one-liners. At fucking, He made his fucking name on Van Wilder. We all know that. And Deadpool. Um, so it works. <laughs> Um, there's scenes that I think the other thing to tie back into how the Pokemon are designed and how the scenes go. I got Sonic the Hedgehog movie vibes from the, from most scenes with, uh, Detective Pikachu. Mm. Um, like the initial scene where he discovers is like, oh, you can talk. Like, I was like, oh, this is what the Sonic movie was borrowing from. And just like, obviously, this is a very common scene in CG animal creature world uh, and like human interacting. It's just so common. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've turned off. But like, you know that Uncanny Valley original Sonic design? Uh-huh. I think that is Detective Pikachu's approach. Really? I think people thought that was the way to do it. I don't do think it. people read yes. it that way at all. I think people like no, Detective Pikachu. No, I think it's just like... like... I, that's the way I see it, so that's just my opinion. Kind of like... Kind of like I was talking about earlier with translating the designs. Like, I never think of Pikachu as having fur. Is that weird? Like I no, I, no it's because it's just a solid line in a color. Yeah, I think of right? Pikachu as so being like, when, like having a rubbery texture, more rat-like. So, so when we look at the original Sonic design of that Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and he looks disturbingly real, that's because they tried to combine a human and a hedgehog together. Yeah. Whereas the post redesign is literally them hiring somebody who is familiar with the normal Sonic design, and they just made a normal Sonic design with. I prefer the original. It would have been a funnier Sonic movie. And I stand by that. It would have been a better movie. Well, we've got Chippendale Rescue Rangers uh, 20... <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll that make you happy. I, I did like it. I think I'm the only one who's like, that's okay. That's pretty no, funny No, I movie. like that. Uh, it's good abuse of IP. I wish like companies would like source their IP to be like physically abused more often. Uh, because I think uh, that, that abuse of Disney IP is really funny. Hmm. But we're not talking about yeah. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, whatever the year that came out. Detective Pikachu. How do you guys feel about... Uh, I'm trying to think. I've got two things. Number one, Ken Watanabe is in a very different movie from the rest of the cast. <laughs> he takes things very seriously. Yes. <laughs> and how do you feel about the overall, like, actual, like, finale with, like... Bill Nye putting his brain. Ryan into... Reynolds coming back as a human, and it's like, oh, this was the dad Pikachu. You know what? what you I'm I I I didn't guess that twist the first time I saw it. I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> it caught me off guard. I I saw it coming. I did. Mm. Well, you're it... very smart. What? Very I know. Smart. Look, man, you asked the question. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say it. I was just like, did you do it? Yes, I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this movie is like that. Yeah. Does it make you want to play a Pokemon game? It kind of does. Because I, I always have every new no. Pokemon gen that comes out. I'm like, I'm not going to get into that. Like, I'm done. With, I, I, I've I've moved beyond Pokemon. And then I'll see, like, something Pokemon related and be like, ah, nope, I just can't quit you, Pokemon. And then I go out and buy, <laughs> buy both versions of the current gen. Uh, and that kind of happened Damn. with this. Okay. Damn. I feel... Um, for me, again, it conveys the appeal, but no, I wouldn't. 
I think about how like the Last of Us actors were like asked not to like watch the show or the play the game, and then they have like performances that seem exactly like the game. And for me, like this doesn't seem like a video game I know. Not knowing Detective Pikachu, it doesn't make me want to play that game. I'll say that it makes no, me want to play Mainline. No, because I don't think it's meant to convey. Because Pokemon is much more than a game, right? It's like an anime. True. It's an ongoing manga. It's 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 a brand. It's a brand. Yeah. So this is meant to convey more pokemon the brand than pokemon the games it, w it makes me want to get involved in the brand i guess uh I i'll watch mm. detective pikachu 2 uh i can't imagine they'll make more than that but <laughs> we'll see okay any any further thoughts on detective pikachu is it time for Murph's um, three iconic questions but yeah i'm uh i'm mostly fond of the movie i feel warmly about it and that ezra feels good about it and I'm back. that's good enough for me just like having ezra as a conduit of what a child would feel like in a movie is important uh i won't always have that so that's useful what was the first question we, haven't, oh, we haven't asked yet i'm filling okay. time okay uh the first question which of these is a better adaptation but which is the better movie detective pikachu for both yeah both detective pikachu is better movie really? and better I... adaptation I, I actually um, but put... this goes back to the creative thing I would rather watch the Mario Brothers movie again but the quote unquote better by any standard of like acting plot line etc etc and obviously the adaptation so Detective Pikachu wins but for me I can enjoy bad like interesting things in a bad movie and you didn't ask what's more interesting mm -mm. I I think I am still, like, contrarian, and I would say Detective Pikachu better adaptation. It better sells the idea. Because Mario wasn't even trying. No, but it doesn't I at do all. Like, I do like the Mario movie more than Detective Pikachu, just out of sheer irony. <laughs> all right. Second question. Which of these would you rather have the the game, the movie, the game of? Now, setting aside that Detective Pikachu is a game, but it doesn't follow the movie's plot. Would you want a video game following this, like, particular Pokemon setting? And, you know, on the flip side, would you want a, a Mario Brothers 1993 video game? Yes. I think, I think the, the, go ahead, Cal. Yes, I want the Mario Brothers game. I want the one they had to make in 1993 to go with the movie and sell it. I, that would be amazing piece of video game history and would have changed the console wars forever. Uh, would have been, yeah, it, it would be to, interesting. To, to speak on the idea of Detective Pikachu being an immersive environment showcasing the world design, I think a lot of people want an immersive, realistic um fantasy uh you know pokemon world yeah they want to be in a city with a bunch of pokemon in that sense i think a lot of people would fucking love that and that's what the newer pokemon tiles have tried to like attempt to do more but i think what you're saying but is that something being... more like like yakuza where it's like here's a city with a thousand pokemon related activities yes that's that's what people would that's what people would respond to people wouldn't respond to the mystery of detective that's Pikachu. true for me it makes um, me want to go play pokemon but, but go even or something it doesn't make me want to go play the other games yeah oh and i don't give a shit about pokemon so the answer is super mario Bros. <laughs> okay. okay i say super mario brothers as well but i have a pitch you do it go you ahead. do it like original deus ex it's an immersive sim <laughs> <laughs> it starts with Mario in the city, and it's a first-person game. Yeah, no, I mean, I think any way to do it works. Like, any dystopian way 
Beyond Good and Evil, fucking even something like Jet Set Radio, like any Mario navigating in the dark city sounds like super fun to me. Either that or you do it like Wolfenstein. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And the final of Murph's uh, iconic questions consistently uh, for these two episodes kneecapped by the precedent that we already know these movies are getting like sequels or other adaptations. <laughs> Which of these franchises actually deserves to have another shot at a motion picture? So are we, we are we okay, answering like Mario clear, are you saying Pokemon or Detective so Pikachu? So are we saying Mario 93? I know Detective Pikachu is getting one. Just just Mario like knowing that there's a Mario movie already out. Does Mario actually deserve a movie? Like is there any point in a Mario movie? And on the flip side, you know, if you want to say Detective Pikachu sequel or just another live action Pokemon, hmm. which would you rather? Go ahead, go. Well, I think I'd just go with the Mario 1993. They may need to make a sequel to it. Um, <laughs> that needs to be a franchise itself, uh, alongside the new Mario. Um, no, I'm more interested in in Mario and and Nintendo exploring their brands than I am. Uh, I mean, I have Detective Pikachu, and I'm fine with just having that be a a one time thing. I'll go see the sequel, but I'm also okay. okay. What about you, bro? No, 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 no. I'm not stepped okay. away. I'm right here. I just don't know He's the answer. Dwelling. I guess the answer would be Mario. I, I think Mario, um, Mario to me makes more sense as a movie in most senses. Really, I think, I think Pokemon has a good formula for a basic story, but I, and I guess in the sense of if there's one movie to be made, maybe Pokemon has one really good movie in it. I don't. I. I. I personally look, man. Pokemon's a fucking formula, man. Yeah. Pokemon has the same story over and over again, which is why Detective Pikachu is an interesting take on the subject matter because it's not the formula. But Mario has a lot of things extra to it that can lend to a franchise. It's not just there's a world with Pokemon in. Mm -hmm. There is characters, you know, design, different appeals to different games, whereas. You know, the only appeal to another Pokemon movie after, like, the good one would be more different Pokemon. Yeah. I think it only comes down, like, Mario, I think there is a really, like, somewhere there's a screenwriter who can really do a good, like, almost into the Spider-Verse type Mario movie where it celebrates the brand and the breadth of it, you know? With the little in-jokes and deep-cut references and things like that. And something to say about Mario as a property. I don't think Nintendo's going to make that movie. Hmm. No, they won't. So I think I'm going to fall back with another live-action Pokemon. The only problem is I think this is as good as Detective Pikachu will get. I think a sequel will be a little bit worse. Or a little too common. Yeah. I, I, you know, not e I don't even need a, a sequel to Detective Pikachu. Okay, Just, more like, Pokemon give movies. this team another, like, you know, have them do... A, sto a a gym story like you know someone like actually adapting a game or something screw it have them like adapt the gen 5 which everyone likes more interested in and gets sure. or whatever his name is uh, yeah. well then are we are we all cutscened out have we have we gathered up all our cutscenes um, yeah. yeah we talked about we the the two big movies <laughs> Mario 93 and Detective Pikachu. Yeah. The, well, the, the, talked... the video game adaptations people are talking about right now. Yeah, we've talked about how America does live-action video game adaptations. Let's let's go back to, to where 
uh, video games were invented on, on, on clay tablets and stone walls. Let's go to J Japan and see how they do live action adaptations. And we are going to be talking about Ace Attorney and Yakuza Like a Dragon. That should be fantastic. Sorry if I sounded mean during that. I realized during the t conversation, oh, no. the I don't like Pokemon hit. <laughs> Like, it hit my personality. No, no, So it's then fine. the cynicism hit. I understand. Uh, it, I mean, it, you if you're passionate. not burnout, how? If you're still, like, in it like you were, how? Is that possible? I don't know. I... It's not even burnout. Like, I don't know. You ever see that South Park episode where Stan, like, turned it another year old and all he sees is shit? <laughs> that is Pokemon.